Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. It's delightful to be back with you again today as we look at how we as entrepreneurs can find balance in our lives as we develop our real estate investment careers. Kurt Warner has focused his attention on multifamily and commercial properties in Northern Ontario. Kurt's strengths are his ability to analyze properties, uncover opportunities, his calm demeanor and willingness to go after any deal that makes sense regardless of the size. Kurt, welcome to the show and take us into the show by sharing a memorable experience that helped you to be who you are today. First of all, I want to thank you, Alan, for having me on the show. Um, to answer your question, I would say the most memorable moment I have during my formative years that really kind of showed me what you know life as somebody looking to get into a career or as an entrepreneur or business owner was actually my first job out of university. I worked for a newspaper that actually sold ad space to local businesses. So I started there, worked there for two months. I remember it was a Thursday afternoon being called into my boss's office and thought it was, you know, a normal kind of pep talk to, you know, you're doing such a great job. I had just secured several new businesses to do like a full paid spread for downtown in the city where I went to school. And instead it was a different conversation, uh, one that you don't want to have as you uh, just left university. And uh, I was actually let go from, mm. from my first job. So really what that taught me is that there really wasn't such a thing as job security at a very young age. I don't think I really fully understood that lesson until much later in life, but it was really my first introduction to nothing is guaranteed unless it's something that you uh, do yourself. So that was really something that uh, I think propelled me moving forward where I always then started to seek other opportunities you know, outside of just working for somebody else. Yeah. Well, yeah, those hard knocks can be some of our best lessons, uh, though not pleasant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kurt, tell us, you say that analyzing multifamily properties is a key to generating cash flow. And I think all of us understand that property or uh, underwriting is very important to that process. But why is it so important to generating cash flow? Well, I'll tell you a little little story. So how we formed our company, which is JFK Properties, I was myself and two friends, and we'd always had this idea of doing a business together, but we weren't sure what. So I'd actually traded the financial markets from 2009 in uh, early March, so near the bottom of the market, mm-hmm. picked the perfect time to get in. But I'd spent months learning how to trade, working with mentors and coaches, and that's when I started trading. And I traded pretty actively between option stocks and Forex from then until until 2017. But what I was realizing is I was spending a ton of time, you know, whether it was during the day, in the evenings, even late at night, analyzing the market, placing trades, watching trades. And I decided to take a break from that to, you know, focus on other things in life, family, friends, etc. So myself and my two friends in 2018. We're out for lunch and we're, I think it was that point in time where we were all kind of sick of our jobs, looking for a new opportunity. And we said, well, why not real estate? So uh, the company I was working for at the time actually taught people how to invest in real estate and financial markets, you know, in the US, in Canada, UK, Australia. So really a global company. So I had the opportunity to get us into taking classes 
to actually learn how to invest in real estate properly. And that's something that I brought forward from my you know days trading financial markets, where my success trading was really built on the education, the mentorship, the coaching that I received. So one of the classes that we took was creative financing. Another one was income properties, which really focused on how to finance deals, but also how to really analyze deals for cash flow. And I remember sitting in the uh, class and I love Excel as a trader and just my how I'm wired. So I remember sitting in income properties and the instructor brought up a spreadsheet and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I can make that better. And so during the class, I was building it out for her to make sure that we factored in all elements of determining if a property cash flows. So kind of fast forward to when we started investing, it was really about trying to find a market for us. So, you know, myself, my business partners are just outside of Toronto, Ontario, and prices are extremely high. You know, rents are also high, but when I started to analyze properties, even going half an hour, an hour, up to two hours outside of the city, I found that those properties really didn't hit our criteria for cash flow and what we were taught. So then I started looking outside. I looked on the East Coast of Canada, all the way out to the West Coast. And there were a few markets that seemed to make sense where you know rents were at a level where we could cash flow based on the purchase price. So for example, in the GTA, I think we were looking at like 250,000 to 300,000, sometimes more cost per unit, which is the amount that you're paying per unit. Yeah, wow. What we were taught in the class was looking for properties where you're paying 100,000 or less cost per unit. So that was one of the indicators that I used when I was doing kind of the market analysis. So where we ended up was Northern Ontario. One, because it was four to five hours, depending on what part of Northern Ontario we were investing in away from us. So we felt that if we needed to go up there for any reason, then it was just a drive versus flying out to the East Coast, which was kind of the other market that really met all our criteria. So one, deal analysis and underwriting helped us pick a market that made sense and cash flow. Second part is now finding the right deal within that market that makes sense. So I remember the first city we went to is a town called Sudbury. I think the population at the time was around 150,000 to 175,000. So we actually had an accepted offer on a 10 unit building based on underwriting. So really didn't look at pictures. For me, it was all about numbers. Mm -hmm. And we actually went up and met our realtor to do kind of a walkthrough because we had it under contract before we actually had an inspector out there. And one of the things that we learned through that process is underwriting is a critical component of you know making sure that you're going into a deal that's financially going to make sense. But then there's other elements that come into play. Can What type of tenancy do you have? Do you need to do a lot of repairs for the property as well? So while I am very big into underwriting, I have also learned to look at other factors as well. Yeah, certainly. I mean, underwriting is very critical and and I think the place to begin when you are, are looking at properties. I think otherwise, if you visit the properties and they're attractive properties, you can get lost, I think, in emotions. But if you start with the underwriting, it tends to keep you pretty grounded there. Absolutely. Uh, Kurt, you are not only uh, an investor, you attempt to, to balance your work life with your real life, we'll call mm-hmm. it that. So how do you uh, go about avoiding real estate investment burnout by creating balance in your life? As I mentioned before, when I was trading, I was spending a ton of time, late nights, early mornings, and just always focused on the market. So no matter what I was doing, um, other than on the weekend when the markets were closed, I always had a chart up on one monitor while doing something else. When I transitioned into real estate, 
at first we were very go, 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 you know, between taking classes, between getting ourselves incorporated, so forming our business, to analyzing markets, to looking at deals. I think before we got our first deal that we actually closed on, I probably analyzed about 100 properties. So at that time, which was back in the end of 2018 into early 2019, I really didn't have that balance because I was so focused on getting this real estate investment business off the ground with my business partners plus working a full-time job, plus having two kids that were you know, doing Taekwondo four or five days a week, plus trying to play basketball myself, plus working out, trying to go to the gym. And at the time I was also married. So I didn't understand the importance of creating balance. It was more of reacting to life instead of actually creating a plan f- to live the life that I wanted. So as you know, time went on, unfortunately, my wife and I separated, which probably was due to the fact that I was not you know, spending enough time in the relationship that I started to really learn the importance of creating that balance where I actually was starting to schedule out time where my real estate business now got to a point instead of spending, you know, maybe 10 to 15 hours a week, I was spending probably about four to five. And then that additional time I was putting into other things that I wanted to pursue, whether it was other business ideas, obviously kids, also volunteering. I coached my kids' basketball team since then and still do to this day. And just really trying to understand, you know, what was important to me. At the end of the day, I have a very successful real estate business or a a different type of business. Is it worth sacrificing relationships? Is it worth sacrificing my health? And I think one thing as investors, especially starting out or business owners as well, that we tend to go all in. And one thing that I tell people that I kind of coach and mentor is do you have to structure your days and your weeks to allow for all the things that matter to you? So it really should start with pick out what are your top priorities in life? So if you were to say, you know, relationships with my spouse or partner is kind of number one, but you're not dedicating or planning to spend any time with your partner, over time, you're going to see that relationship start to fade. If your number two is spending time with family, but you're not dedicating time to spend with family and actually setting it aside, then you're going to see the relationship with your family, you know, start to fall. Now on the reverse of that, if, and it, some people feel bad for saying it, but I do work with people that say my business, my my real estate investment business or other business is kind of like number one or two, but then you're not planning to spend time in your business and working on it on a daily basis, then it's not going to grow to where you want it to go. The other thing that I've learned when it comes to balance is some people have a tendency to I'm saying, okay, family, friends, I'm going to devote all my time, energy, and effort there. But because they are not satisfying themselves in maybe personal hobbies, developing their real estate business, getting that next deal, starting a new business venture that's been on their mind for a while, they don't show up in their relationships like they should. So therefore, their life now seems out of balance where they're spending a ton of time with family and friends, not enough in their business, and they're not happy. And a lot of times when people aren't happy, you don't show up well to anything. So that's really what I've kind of learned over the years and now starting to show others, not only with our real estate community that we run, just sharing ideas, sharing content that I produce, but also content of other people that I've learned from over the years that have really helped me understand the importance of creating that balance in life. Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. Just take us through, I guess, a day in your life as a real estate investor and entrepreneur. And 
just illustrate for us how it is that you are maintaining life and entrepreneurial balance in your life. So I'd say that the um, basically a typical day for me will focus on waking up and having a morning routine. This is something that I've developed over time. It does not work for everybody. I don't think it's necessary for everybody, but it works for me. So my morning routine will typically consist of getting ready for the day. But as I'm getting ready, I'm listening to a podcast, usually something that inspires and motivates me. Because to be realistic, as entrepreneurs and real estate investors, it's not every day that you are motivated to do your business. So I find that getting myself in the right you know, mindset, the right headspace to start the day really helps. And then I'll transition into whatever it is that I'd plan to work on. So usually I'll have an idea of the first things I'm going to work on the day before, but I will refine my plan for the day in the morning. So that allows me to take into account maybe any late night emails from maybe a realtor, send me properties that I want to evaluate before I really kickstart the day. But I will usually plan my day to start and then whatever tasks. So for instance, Wednesday, are my social media day, my content development day. So that is when I'm you know, producing content for my business, whether it be video, whether it be static images and starting to post on social media and plan that out for the week. Today, for example, I'm going to be analyzing several multifamily properties that I received from a couple of realtors in Northern Ontario and also uh, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is kind of like the Midwest of Canada. And that's going to be you know, what I'll be doing after we're done here today is analyzing those properties, meeting with my business partner this afternoon, we had to, unfortunately, which happens in business, like over our bookkeeper. So we have to kind of strategize on how we're going to fill that space. The other thing that I that I also make sure that I do is plan out time for, for myself to work out. And I think that's a very important routine. It's something that I've learned that a lot of you know successful entrepreneurs and business owners do spend time looking after their health and wellness and then spending time with my boys in the afternoon as well. Um, and then in the evening, I'll continue to work on both uh, our Thrive community, which is our real estate community, and my life balance mentor you know, business as well. So every day kind of changes, but the thing that is really consistent is every day is planned. So I'll actually block time off an hour, two hours for a specific, a specific task and also guard that time. For example, if I'm working on you know, analyzing real estate deals, and then I get a you know message or a call or an email that is unrelated to what I'm working on. I will put it aside. I will let the person know, hey, right now I'm working on something else. Let me get back to you. Sometimes it's the next day because my day is booked. You know, yesterday I had to take my mom to a doctor's appointment in the afternoon. At in the evening, I had to uh, coach my son's basketball team for practice. So there really wasn't time to take on anything else other than what I'd planned that day. So I kindly said, "Tomorrow, let's deal with that tomorrow, or maybe Friday," because they weren't emergencies. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Kurt. Almost everybody I talk to emphasizes the fact that relationships are critical to success in real estate investment. What are suggestions that you might have for us on building these relationships and not only building them, but maintaining relationships? Relationships are huge when it comes to real estate investing. Obviously, they're important in other aspects of life, but especially for people that are investing in real estate. You know, you'll have relationships with potential joint venture partners. You'll have relationships with realtors, mortgage brokers, property managers. You want to make sure that you build up that trust and respect in the relationship. One of the biggest advantages I think that uh, we have 
have as a, as a real estate investment business. We've worked with the same realtor, property manager, and a mortgage broker for our Northern Ontario since the beginning. And it's a mutual respect. Our first uh, deal, our realtor actually flew home from Florida in January to winter in Canada <laughs> to actually show us properties. And we've never forgotten that. So we make sure that we reach out constantly to even ask, you know, how he's doing, how his family's doing, how his business is doing. And the same with our property manager. So we'll reach out on a regular basis. We always treat them with respect, even when things don't go as they should. You do have to approach people like how you'd want to be approached. People make mistakes. Things happen in business. And I think you have to give people the opportunity to, especially if they've done a good job to, you know, kind of recorrect whatever's gone wrong. The other thing that um, that I think is really important is also establishing relationships within whatever real estate community you're a part of. Because you never know when you might have a deal, especially when you're starting out, that might be too big for you. And I think a lot of people get scared and intimidated if they don't have a network of other investors. That could be an opportunity for them to wholesale it to somebody else. And I've also seen investments, I've you know done this myself, where I won't even try to get the property under contract. But if I know somebody is looking for a particular type of deal, say, Hey, just contact this realtor or contact the seller and do it yourself. You know, one of the things I believe that helps all real estate investors, businesses move forward is to not necessarily focus on the money. Obviously, we're in this to generate passive income, to generate active income. For some, it's starting to create generational wealth, but it's more about the people. It's more about the relationships. And, you know, if I'm able to create a relationship with another investor, send them you know, an opportunity that may not work for myself and my business partners, they will likely try to do the same for me in the future, whether it's sending me a deal or it's connecting me with you know, a realtor or mortgage broker, maybe it's an accountant or lawyer that can then help my business. So I think having those relationships and also staying in touch. I think social media makes it very easy to stay in touch. But one thing that I find the relationships that I've held the longest and some have been for 20 years when it comes to mentors and some investors is reaching out, you know, text message, a quick call saying, hey, you know, we'd be happy to catch up with you and just have a conversation. Uh, again, we're all humans. Everybody likes to share what's going on in their lives, whether it be, you know, with their family, with their business or anything. So just setting time aside to do that. And if somebody is actually local to you, go for coffee you know, meet up, take them out for coffee, have a chat. You never know where these conversations can lead. And the stronger relationships that you build, the better you are. You know, I'm starting to build relationships on people that I'm bringing into my podcast, some that I had never met before, but we just kind of connected as we were talking. I said, hey, you know, I'll follow you on social media and, you know, we'll reach out every once in a while, be an active part of their community as well. And I think, again, it just helps sharing all our knowledge with each other really, I think, progresses everybody to get to a level where they are. And you know, a lot of people talk about creating a legacy. And I think rather than trying to create a legacy, it's how many people can you serve and how many people can you help? And I think that is truly um, a gift that all of us have to give, no matter where you are. Well, Kurt, you're certainly involved in a lot of things in and around uh, real estate investment. You have meetups, uh, podcasts, various different things. So tell our audience what it is that you have and what you have to offer and how it is they can take advantage of everything you have. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a interesting. So yes, I do have a lot of things going on. One of the reasons why I started a Life Balance Mentor was actually um, my girlfriend realized that as I was kind of working through real estate business, um, our real estate community, which I'll talk about, podcasts, one to launch another podcast, like you're really good at kind of finding the balance between your personal life and um you know, your businesses as well. So where people can find me, we actually started a community called Thrive Community on Facebook. I think right now we're nearing about 600 people uh, within that community. And what our goal was, again, was to help people, to help investors, to help them connect, to, you know, also teach them. So we do a couple of cool things. We run two webinars a week, one on Wednesday evenings and one on Saturday mornings. Wednesday evenings, we actually do deal analysis. So we allow anybody within our community, if they have a property that they're looking at. It could be a single family home that they're doing as a flip. It could be a multi-family property that's 40, 50 units that they need help to figure out you know, how to cash flow it. It could be a burr. It could be a wholesale deal. So we'll actually allow people to bring whatever deal. Usually there's about at least two, sometimes three or four of us that are more seasoned investors where we'll actually analyze the property with the group. So it also gives everybody that's on a chance to learn, even if it's not their deal. We'll ask them questions. They'll ask us questions and then they'll have a better sense of how to see what their next steps will be. And then every Saturday morning, we do a different topic, really based on the feedback we get from the community where it's at. So, you know, right now, obviously, there's a lot of talk about the rise in interest rates, how to find properties. We're seeing sellers that, you know, are asking a lot for their properties that aren't really cash flowing as interest rates are, are starting to creep up and then we'll continue to do so probably for the first half of this year. So we'll have whatever topic of the conversation, it's really kind of an open format that we allow them to do. And I think one of the um, awesome things that we're going to also introduce at the first quarter of this year is actually having more formal education classes that are more specific on strategies. So whether they want to learn about creative finance, short-term rental, flipping, foreclosure, wholesale, creative finance, we'll also introduce those as well as mentorship programs. So I'm really excited about that and what we're going to be able to do for people and really help them. I also have a podcast as well called Logger and Listings. Uh, myself and my two uh, real estate business partners started that in February. And initially it started off as just kind of, hey, let's get together and tell our story. And the cool thing, we all have kids and uh, we wanted to actually leave something behind. Myself and my business partner, we both lost our fathers. Uh, myself when I was really young and uh, himself not too long ago, I think uh, about eight or nine nine years ago. And both of us said, it'd be awesome to have something that we could, you know, hear their voices again for as long as, you know, we could and pass that on and so forth. So, you know, really we started the podcast off as, is kind of that share our stories so our kids could hear it. Um, it started to grow and gain momentum and then started to start bringing in other guests that are within real estate, but also some that are, have their own businesses as well. So we uh, release that every Monday for people to listen to with different guests. And then I started my own podcast uh, called Life Balance Mentor, which at this point is uh, just a solo podcast, just sharing you know tips and tricks for entrepreneurs, business owners, investors on how to create balance within their lives. And with Life Balance Mentor, I also do kind of either group coaching or also one-on-one mentorship for people that just want to figure out you know how they can get control of their time and uh, to actually focus on the aspects of life that matter to them. So a lot of different ways to get a hold of me and to find me, um, but definitely on any social media channel, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Well, Kurt, just in the last few moments that we have here together, talk to us just a little bit about the challenges 
of starting a new business and how we can overcome the fears to take action? So that's a very, very good question. Um, I actually did a coaching session yesterday with uh, several entrepreneurs at different stages of their business. Some are starting off at a new venture and they have those fears. You know, They feel sometimes that they are stuck and things are overwhelming. Starting off a new business can seem overwhelming. You have so many things to think about and to do depending on what type of business it is, whether it's real estate, whether it's kind of a side hustle that you're doing, whether you're buying a business, maybe you're starting a restaurant or something like that. These easiest thing to do is break it down into its smallest parts. And then to also focus on, you know, what can I do today? If you wake up and you're like, okay, I need to do my marketing today. I need to get my social media done. I need to get my bookkeeping done. I need to start generating revenue. I need to connect with 10 new people. I need to do sales calls. And you're trying to accomplish that all in one day, more than likely something's going to drop. You're not going to be able to get through all of that in one day. So that's why I say plan it your day and every day have three top priorities that are going to help you move forward, not only in business, but also in life. And then if you're able to accomplish your number one thing on your list, so it could be something small. If you're starting out and your fear is bookkeeping, you hate it, absolutely like receipts are piling up, say Thursday, I'm going to go through half of my receipts and put them into whatever system you're using for your bookkeeping. And if that's the only thing that you do today, you've already relieved a lot of weight and you're like, hey, I've moved something forward. If, for example, my girlfriend hates social media, she started doing it a few days ago. So I helped her by creating some posts for her and she said, okay, I'm going to create my accounts today. I'm going to post today. I'm going to connect with people. And after when we had time to reflect, I asked her, what if you just would have opened your account? Would that have been a win? She's like, yeah, that would have been a win. So don't try to do too much at once. Break it down. It will happen. The biggest thing as investors, as entrepreneurs is being consistent. If you just want to sprint for a week to start a new business or to invest in real estate, and then the next week you take off, then you're going to essentially be restarting from zero the following week. Versus the person that says, I'm going to spend an hour or two every day consistently for 30 days. At the end of 30 days, it may not feel like you're getting a lot done each day. But by the end of 30 days, when you look back, you're like, wow, I was able to do so much. I was able to start building my power team. I was able to analyze you know, 40, 50 deals. And it didn't feel like it took away from the rest of my life. So I'd say that would be my advice is to really break things down, to actually take little chunks of time, work on tasks. And if you're struggling to get started, just start with something small. Sometimes it could be so simple as sit in front of your computer and turn it on and then go from there. Great advice, Kurt. Reminds me of, I can't remember who, who said it, but that we often tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate what can be accomplished in 10 years. So great advice, Kurt. It was definitely a pleasure meeting you today and talking with you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Alan. It was a pleasure. Enlightened investors, don't go yet. I have just a couple of quick requests. You know the drill. Like, share, and subscribe. But we also need your help to build our audience, so please go to your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll be most grateful. Until next time, prosper and live abundantly. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. 
Sea Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at SeedTalker.com.